We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why... When it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show. With your host, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 390. A quick hitting special episode. Max Wildstein is joining me, writer for Bronx Pinstripes, one of the newest writers. Max, what's going on? Nothing much, just, you know, basking in this whole Astros thing, but that's another story. Yeah, I feel like that's bit we're, we're going to focus on Andujar today, but but the Astros thing has sort of banded together all Yankees fans and, and got us all on one, one common ground, because usually there's infighting amongst Yankees Twitter, but it seems like everyone can agree that, agree that the Astros are scumbags. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to have you on because you've written a couple articles. I think like two of your three articles you've written for Bronx Pinstripes have been uh, bashing Miguel Andujar. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, this is not a got you episode, although I think that would be kind of funny if I brought you on here just to uh, do sort of got you on Andujar. But you outlined a few trade scenarios or you were sort of replying to, who's that, John Harper 
of SNY who put yeah. out some some trade scenarios and and you know the overall tone of your article was basically that these are ridiculous and the other team would never do it and I kind of agree with you um but like that it is sort of seeming like Harper or whoever else is just floating it out there like with these Andujar rumors do you think do you think it's just people looking for clicks like these reporters looking for clicks or do you think it's because they have some sort of information where the Yankees are shopping Miggy? I mean, the way a lot of SNY's reporters these days are former New York Daily News guys, I, I believe, because I think Harp, Harper was over there. He was, there yeah. the post. Uh, and Martina was over there. And so, I mean, obviously, like, Yankees fans, we kind of are, we kind of hate Martina at this point. Even though I, personally, I don't get me wrong, like, I don't necessarily like the dude just because of his tone a lot, but... He's a good reporter, but the thing about them is they're trained to write these clickbaity articles because of where they work. They worked at New York Daily News, SNY does a lot of that stuff. I mean, uh, some of the reporting is awesome. Like the Martino's been uh, been on the whole Astros thing for a while. But what like what I took from the whole Harper the Har- Harper uh, on story, like he was being like it was like these were like genuine and like ideas that he had which kind of like i was like what like first off like the whole like joe adele for undo hard thing like the angels pro- like what i said in my story is the angels probably wouldn't even trade adele for like a guy like mookie Betts. mookie Betts is a top five player in baseball in my opinion like they, this guy is supposed to be a superstar and undo hard as i've continuously said you don't really well, per- first off the dude's coming off of a, sh- a shoulder surgery that's doesn't necessarily you don't necessarily get that same production that you got from before after having this kind of serious surgery. So, couple of that with the dude plays defense as good as my as as my my seventy year old grandmother at third base, and the dude also um, out hit his expected stats um, by a big shot. Which I mean, necessarily that doesn't necessarily mean that like he's going to plummet down if he's 100% healthy like that's not necessarily what they say but because expected stats are more of a predictor for the future but I looking at how different his expected expect stats are because again a guy like Didi um, expected stats hated Didi just because he like he was always over performing um, his expected stats but again that worked out for him until this past year but again there's a lot of other things in Didi this past year that just, things just didn't work out for him. And it kind of sucks because I, I was a big DD guy. I still am a big DD guy, but again, if you, you've been following me for a while and so you saw that I was kind of on the whole bench DD um, train again. Yeah, that was I'm sort of like a late movement trend among Yankees fans. Yeah. Which but, I, I, um, I wasn't necessarily for it, but at the same time, I understood the argument um, because yeah, of... the argument was he was his defense wasn't the same and he was. I mean the the whole clutch argument again. I'm part of the whole like the big 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 analytics like like movement. Like I'm like I'm still very different on what like how we really can classify clutch because clutch what we use for like a guy like Didi um, and the guy you've got even like the season for DJ like it's like it's such a small sample size of, of play appearances that you use to say if someone's clutch or not. Like you probably didn't use that. With Andujar from twenty from twenty uh, twenty eighteen, like 
you, you like you feel like oh like this dude comes up in every like comes up so much um in the clutch situations and he comes through like like the whole the whole argument in itself is a very limited sample size argument but yeah yeah i mean i think clutch more <laughs> comes like I, I do believe that the yankees analytics team in the front office probably does not value clutch very much uh, no, although, no, no. But I do think that certain players can put them. I think certain players perform better or more similar to what they perform in low leverage situations and high leverage situations. And whether you want to call that clutch or not, I think there's. I think that re, that is real. I think that exists. Uh, absolutely. And I try to quantify the best as I could that I could uh, kind of like uh, what using the win probability at it because I think that's a really cool stat that can somewhat show you clutch in a way like CWPA, which is championship win probability added. Yeah, I, I saw off- you talking about a lot about that, this, this playoffs. And I actually um, sort of was starting to read up about it too. Cause I hadn't heard about it. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool. Like um, stat in my opinion, cause like it shows like, like, like if you look at the 2009 playoffs, you see how big of a postseason like guys like a rod and Hideki Mitsui had, and like you were like, all right, that makes sense. And then you look at like this year's playoffs, and you see Juan Soto and Anthony, like Juan Soto and Anthony, and Anthony Rendon both had high CPAs, CWPAs, and you, you you obviously see that those they that means they had these impact on certain games. Like it's also like necessarily why I don't really take you, you necessarily like, in a such a small sample size like setting like as the playoffs. You can't really take like batting average and all that stuff. Like, no, twenty plate appearances like, can't really tell you anything. Yeah, and like, again, I'm not a big batting average guy anyway. But it's more about in like certain at bats, what do you do? Like that's why DD is so beloved is because he in certain plate appearances that had high WP uh, win probability added swings, you had a guy like DD who came through he hit again against the twins uh 2017 and 2019 against the indians like that's why he's beloved is because he did those things of course and like you can never take those moments away from Didi. but it, but when evaluating a player so what, i mean what what we sort of uh started this as is that you're because of a lot of those different things you're not the biggest fan of anduhar and what he his value could be for for 2020 and I don't disagree with you necessarily, um, but I, you know I think tr- when you're talking about trading Andujar, there's so many things going against him and his value right now. And it's not just because of those expected stats that you talked about, but like the defense, he does not have a position on the Yankees. He's basically limited to American League teams because he can't play defense, and the Yankees don't have a clear role for him. Like Gio Urshela is probably going to be the third baseman. Yeah, I don't really see where he fits necessarily. Like again, I wouldn't personally. I wouldn't if, if you're given an offer where you can trade on Duhar for something that's like legitimate major league talent. Like you, I, I say you do it right now, just because like it's you're more you're in like I mean you, with the New York Yankees, you nest you're never really in like a a non win now situation, just because it's the New York Yankees. Like that's like who they are. There's always a window. There's been a window since I was born. Like that's just how it how it is with the Yankees. Like I, I'm lucky enough to have lived where every in a society where the Yankees have had a winning season every year I've been alive. But I mean, like you have teams like the Astros, even with all their 
problems, but like they're still going to be amazing. Like they're still going to be contenders. The Red Sox, I mean, sure they're going to whatever is happening there is still going to be good. The Rays, the Athletics, the Angels are going to sign guys this offseason and become legitimate like contenders. And you have the whole National League, which is always a absolute crapshoot out there. But I mean, like if Andujar Andujar doesn't really have that trade value just because he's coming off an injury, the dude can't play defense, and the analytics tell you that what he did is necessarily going to be can be replicated. Right. He's a low on base average guy. He swings very early in counts and doesn't necessarily always get on base. I mean, sure, you see like a guy who has a 300 batting average. That's dope, but he's a guy who only gets on base at about 32, 33% rate. And that's without looking at what he truly is. Yeah. I think what the biggest, uh, I, I uh, looked at your article again today and I think the biggest one that stood out to me was his expected Woba and his actual Woba were like drastically different. It was like actual Woba was like 360 something and expected was like 301 or something. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a pretty stark difference. Um, and yeah, I, but he also he was there he was their best I don't know if he was their best. He he was their most like consistent hitter in 2018 I think from a lot of fans perspective. So that I think probably inflates his value in a lot of people's minds. They remember like you said the 300 batting average, the 70 something extra base hits that he had in 2018. Yeah, but like again like I hate how I'm a big John Stanton guy. I mean, I'm, I don't know how you feel. I hope you feel good about him, but like, he's also, I just like, wish he John could stay healthy. Like, yeah. Like, obviously like you wish like he's just, he's just a big dude. That's like, you've seen it with judge, like judge has been hurt a bunch. But the thing is when you have John Carlos Stanton healthy, he's, he, he, when he was healthy, like, he was playing on bum leg in 2018 and he was still putting up, um, and really speaking better numbers than on Duhar. He was he was he was judged without judge. Well, it's the on base percentage. I mean, that's the biggest yeah, difference I mean, for Andujar. Is he yeah, he doesn't he doesn't walk. He walks at a four percent rate. It's, it's yeah, so like, it's this is not a Yankees player. First of all, that's not that's not a player that the Yankees like having in their lineup. At least he doesn't strike out a lot. I think that's like the best thing going for Andujar is he does not strike out a lot. Yeah, because it'd be a problem if he was striking out like a considerable amount and not getting on base, which is why, again, with guys like Judge and Stan and Voight, strikeouts don't really matter because you have those guys who are getting on base at 34, 35, 36, 37, 38 percent, whatever it is, rates. And in that sense, like, like, I mean, like, you can't really – what DJ did this year for the Yankees should never be overlooked. He was fantastic. He played a plethora of positions. He – hit when he needed to he hit at a very large like extreme rate he was on base 34 35 36 percent of the time whatever it was and he was clutch he was the most cl- he was the most clutch player in the league which of course was not sustainable because if you look yeah. at his first half numbers in clutch situations and, and second half they were pretty different yeah and like i was expected but the thing about what like he hits so much but the thing about dj is he's a big singles guy and a single is pretty much the same as a walk like, I mean, like, it depends on the situation, obviously. Like, a single can sometimes arrive in a run, and a walk only moves runners over one base. But, like, that's the way that the analytics people look at it. Like, I'm, like batting average is, is cool and all, but if you're not getting on base, like, at a, at a decent amount, like, it's not going to, like, it's, 
Like, that's why Gio Urshela, like, even though like he wasn't walking a bunch, he still was he was still getting on base, like he even still had a solid amount, even higher than what what Andujar was doing. And you couple in the fact that Gio Urshela was was playing legitimate like major league defense. I mean, again, with Gio Urshela, obviously like the analytics are so indifferent with him. They're like I like I really don't necessarily Are you talking about the defensive play. analytics? Yeah, yeah. Offensive analytics absolutely love him. Like they're like he Gio Shell's a beautiful person when it comes to offensive analytics. Like finally everything finally evened out for him and stuff like that. But yeah, the defense again, the defense didn't love him and that countered that contradicted to what people's eye test told them, which he was making highlight reel plays on a nightly basis. Um which And what what one of the something I looked at Fangraphs it has something called inside edge uh, fielding or whatever yeah. it is, and it kind of like tells you how a certain player does in certain like levels of like out completion happens. It's it's really complicated stuff like that. But like Gr Shaw was like middle of the, like middle of the pack, back of the pack when it came to like the average plays. But when it came to like the godly pit plays, like he was like third in baseball behind Nolan Arenado and Matt Chabon at making those godly plays. And that's why we think he's this, this such this like this this amazing defender is because when it came to making these amazing plays, he was he was be- one of the best in the league at it. He was, but when it came to just plays. making the average plays, like he was just average. Yeah, yeah, and maybe so, like, again, maybe like, that's, everything that could have been a fluke. Is, I mean, that could have been an aberration. I mean, like he's been like that for like. I saw part of his career. Like he's been like average at average and great at great. It's just weird. It makes no sense to me, but I have no problem with the man playing third base. I love him playing third base. So I'm not complaining. So getting back to this article about uh, this trade scenarios, have you ever used baseball trade values.com? I have uh, for fun. Like, like not yeah. Like, and it's kind of just, like, it's kind of yeah. just like a trade, you know, you can come up with trade scenarios and they assign certain guys, they assign values and I, they don't, they're not fully transparent on how these values are created. It's, it's a combination of different abilities, contracts, uh, years, service time, like a bunch of different factors that is proprietary to them. So, but regardless, like you mentioned the Joe Adele trade, it was the biggest lopsided one. The Yankees would win that trade 96.4 to 27.2. So that just goes to show you how valuable Adele is and how relatively not valuable and Duhar is. They assign uh, about a 27 value, whatever this point system is, to Anduhar. And in every one of these scenarios, the Yankees wipe the floor with the other team. In the Tigers Matt Manning trade, in the Braves uh, Max Freed and Tucker Davidson trade, and then the only one that the Yankees would actually come out behind on is the Kyle Schwarber Cubs trade. Because I think Schwarber's probably like actually kind of a similar player in a lot of ways to Anduhar positionless uh, for the most part yeah the positionless part like they both probably fit as dhs but the thing again the huge difference about two of them is the way they they, they hit schwarber is right. a high power high on base uh high strikeout and duhar is a low on base high hit and it's it's i mean they're definitely the, different hitters yeah i was talking more from a position defensive stadium. standpoint Schwarber's got yeah. less content, less, um, less team control. So I think that's where the value, the negative value for Schwarber is probably factored in as far as this website goes. But, uh, I, I agree with you. I would do that trade if I were the Yankees, I think Schwarber in the Yankees lineup, despite the fact he can't play left field. Um, but he, and he's just probably a DH. I think 
I think I'd rather have that when just talking Schwarber or Andujar. But most Yankees fans disagreed with you on that. Yeah, he's not absurdly like terrible in left field. Like he's not good. He's bad in left field. But like the again, the defensive metrics are so like weird with like Schwarber because like his like his like his range is like eh, and like his defensive run saved was like plus two in 2018 and minus one in, in 2019 but his outs above average which is like a there's a stack cast metric says that he was like bottom of the league like minus 10 um this year minus eight last year and so like again like I, this okay first off again this trade isn't gonna happen because it's the yankees first off the yankees would trade on duhar for schwarber 11 times out of 10 because they've been infatuated with schwarber since before they had Glaber, because they wanted to originally get Glaber. I mean, we wanted to originally get Schwarber instead of Glaber, but that obviously worked out for the Yankees because Glaber is going to be a superstar. But, like, like a Schwarber Stanton left field DH platoon could definitely work. You'd be you'd be resting Stanton and having him DH, and what would probably be better for his body a lot. And you could even do, put sometimes when you wanted to get Judge out of the field, have him still in the lineup, put him in DH, and then put Stan out and right where he's comfortable, and then Schwarber out left. Like, like again, even though positionally wise, like a lot of things would have to make like you would have you would have Gardner on your bench, but that's probably where he should be at his age, even with his absurd power output last season. But I mean, like I feel a guy like Schwarber would have a much better fit because he's a lefty who could who would break in a stadium, and he and he's actually proven that something like, he can play somewhat. Like, oh, like, okay, defense. And on Duhar, like, Giro Rochelle, like, and there's also, like, an opening in left field. I mean, I know Stan occupies that, and you probably there, have talked about There that. is, but there also isn't an opening in the outfield. I mean, I, I agree with you. To start the season, there certainly is, but they have so much money and years tied up in the outfield that at the same, while there is a need, there's also, like, a lot of commitment in the outfield. Yeah, yeah, and, like, it, it's 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 so like, like that, yeah that's so complicated there because yeah, yeah and you have Hicks who is committed for like what it feels like for the next thirty him and Stan are committed for like the next like thirty years Hicks is seven but years like, kicks in now yeah, yeah that's right um yeah you have Hicks for seven more years you have Stan for what nine years eight years ten 20, years I'm not good at math years 20, I think twenty twenty eight he can he's a he's done I think it's. I, I, it's ten, it was ten years when they acquired him, so nine. nine I more. mean, either way, I still think that that's like if you just get. I mean, what what Stan truly is like not twenty seventeen level, like what he like what he showed them, but like what he's been his entire career of that contract is fine, and it's all again, it's all about him just staying healthy. Which again, with any guy that's his size, that that's always gonna be the problem. But yeah, I mean, Schwarber it's I mean like it's just, just thinking about a guy who's super pull happy and when he does pull the ball like he's like Gary Sanchez when Gary Sanchez that's how him Gary Sanchez and Kyle Schwarber are very similar hitters not the highest average but they 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 do their damage through power and and walking I mean like Sanchez obviously when he was struggling last year or this past year he wasn't walking at all and so he wasn't it just seemed like he wasn't doing anything at the plate but they're both guys when they pull the ball 
their numbers are incredible. The crazy thing so, is you probably lost a lot of people on the Schwarber when you said he's similar to Gary Sanchez. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Gary, the Gary Sanchez, the whole Gary Sanchez, John Carl hit and the absurd love for it. I mean, I know people love on Duhar and Duhar was great. I mean, like, but like awesome, fantastic. And I'm, and people pay me for the way I speak about on Duhar. And, and the way I even, I, I absolutely infatuate with guys like Gary and Stanton. But the thing is, if you look like the analytics, and I know people don't love analytics, and I'm going to say, okay, boomer to that. But, like, it's, it's, like, it's just, like, standing Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez is one of the best offensive catchers in baseball. I'm not going to say one of the best catchers. Like, I will say that when the dude's absolutely balling out because I'm just speaking out of my ass there. But, like, like, no, Gary, I'm, a, I'm with Gary. you. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Gary yeah. Sanchez supporter. There's a long-running narrative on this show is Gary Sanchez versus the Austin Romine truthers and the people who actually think that Austin Romine would be a better full-time catcher than Gary Sanchez just you know, baffles me. But I mean, I think what it begs the question, you know, after we talked about all that and after you just ripped Andrew Hart to shreds, um, is, do best. is what, you know, what do you actually see the Yankees doing with him? Because... Again, I see his value as being so low right now that I don't even think it's worth trading him because you're not going to get what you could put, what you should be able to get for him. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a scenario where he gets traded. Like, I mean, the Yankees had their chance. Uh, like, I mean, there was no reason to really trade him last offseason because, like, he was so good for the team uh, in 2018. So, like, and they didn't have Gio Urshela. They didn't know they had yeah, Gio Urshela. No, Gio Urshela like, was going to become was going to become a god at third base and become one of the become Alex Bregman <laughs> there pretty much. But um, like last offseason, he had a bunch of trade value because he people view how you how you someone. I mean, teams still, I guess, takes some stock into like this guy was a rookie of the year it was second rookie year um and the only reason he didn't win is because some the other guy was a phenom hitter pitcher whatever um but like his trade value was probably at an all-time high last offseason and that would have been the time to trade him and to get a guy like Kluber or whatever and then Kluber ended up having his injury stuff this past season but yeah going back like to now like he doesn't i feel like the best bet is See what you have with them in spring training. If he if he shows that the dude can can still mash and he has a spring training similar to like what he had that ended up pretty much having him that what got him into the big leagues, um, uh, for like an extended stint back in 2018 is was him absolutely hitting the cover off or, off the ball in 2018 spring training. Like he was the guy. Like he was all the talk. And then everyone was like, okay, like, cool, we have Drury, but, like, who cares? Like, Andujar looks like an absolute stud. And then Drury had the eye problems, and he was a dud, and then he got traded for half. Um, but, I mean, like, if Andujar shows that, I feel like you he has value even in the Major League roster, like, even as, like, a DH. Like, Well, you also have the 26th like, spot this year. Which, which I, I believe the 26 spot should be to a guy like Tyler Wade who can play everywhere. Like he's someone. I mean, I, I mean, I think that if they don't sign Didi, then Tyler Wade makes the roster regardless, or someone like Tyler Wade makes the roster regardless because they need someone to play shortstop other than Glaber Torres. 
I mean, Tyler Wade's the kind of guy, if he ever hits in the big league level, he's so, he's, Yeah, he's we've been, been saying that, though, been for, so like, four like, years. That's been a, but he that's started, been a running But he started to show years. it down the stretch last year. Like, yeah, September, he was one of the Yankees' best hitters. Listen, Max, don't be fooled by, by Tyler Wade. He's done this before. This is classic I know, Tyler Wade before, MO. So like, I got excited, and I'm like, all right, like, you, you have no idea. Like, he's like... Like either do he, he's usually like the best hitter in spring training every year. It's him and Greg Bird. And Greg Bird gets hurt, and then Wade can't hit at a, a 100 batting average rate or whatever. No, no. Wade Wade plays yeah. every day in spring training. He hits well, yeah. and then he plays once a week in the regular season, and he can't do shit. Like that is what he's a 4A player, unfortunately, and he's shown flashes of being a quality bench player at the major league level. But I don't know if he can do that sustainably. But someone like and him. He was getting a bunch of playing time in September because the Yankees didn't care about winning games, which I respected because you have to keep everyone healthy. And with the Yankees' luck with injuries um, in 2019, like you had to do whatever you could possible. And Wade got extended playing time, and so he produced. And that's the kind of guy he is. He can't really, he's not really a bench guy, which kind of sucks because. His value is a bench guy who can do everything, who can run and field any position and stuff like that, which sucks. But yeah, going back, I mean, to Andujar, like, I guess there's only, like, he could be try to put him at first base, I guess, but the whole trying to put, like, people are like, oh, just put him at first base, he'll be fine there. Like, first base isn't an easy position. Like, you've seen guys like Void over there, and, like, Void's terrible at first base. Yeah, Void, have, Void's yeah. bad. But Ford's not great at first, but like, but they can both hit. I think Ford Ford's, and Ford's. and Voit could both hit. Uh, yeah. I don't know if Andujar can play as competent a first base as they do, though. I mean, maybe, but I mean, I, I mean, it's <laughs> Andujar's so terrible in the field that I have no confidence he can play anywhere. Yeah, and going back to like 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 first base is hard. Like you saw how bad like how bad DJ looked at first base in the ALCS, like that one game in the ALCS. Um, and People think first base is easy because it's easier than the other positions, but that doesn't make it easy. No, I, I caught played first base and third base. And I can say that catching is much, much more fun than having a ball hit at you uh, on the corners. Like it's well, the corners are hard positions to play because the ball is just coming right at you. Like yeah. At a, at a, like but at a you also rate. had, Guys like Jason Giambi play twenty years in the majors at first base. Like you okay. can, you Jason can. Jason Giambi is also a, a, the, one of the greatest, my favorite hitters of all time. My the, point is, like, my point uh, yeah. <laughs> is, for for hundred for a hundred years, baseball has put ogres at first base and gotten away with it because they can mash. Like that's where you put your worst offender. Mm-hmm. Like that, but mean, now you see guys like Matt Olson and Freddie Freeman and Andrew Rizzo who can both hit. And play elite defense. Like, and, and we saw the value of that in Mark Teixeira for the first four years he was with the Yankees. He was an elite first baseman defensively, and he was an MVP caliber offensive player. And that had tremendous value, especially because Jeter and A-Rod were throwing balls in the dirt every single day. Yeah, But that's not what this podcast is about. Final question for me, Max. Are you now so take committed in your Andujar hate that you want to see him fail? I never want to see anyone fail. <laughs> like, that, that, see, what I have, like, my, so I became a big, big, big Luis Sessa guy this season. Like, big Luis Sessa guy. And I think the analytics probably helped that because looking at, like, how his, his slider, like, look, like, 
like how, like analytics loves a slider because it just it has a big swing and miss rate. But the thing is, like me wanting to hate him more got me more like wanting like watching him more like wanting to say like oh he's been bad and stuff like that. And so I got more into the stats and the stats kept saying no he's been good. And so like. I again like someone poses like this question on Twitter like at some point in the season like who do, what player would you most want to see fail but if us as fans are wanting to see people fail like does that really make us good fans no like, and I think like, there's he, just a there's such a because we all have Twitter accounts now and and like you know podcasts or writing on a website or whatever it is like we're, we're giving our opinion more and there's also a nature of we want to be right about our opinion Right? I mean, that, that's a common thing among people. But yes, that would make you a bad fan if you're getting joy out of uh, if you are rooting for someone to fail so your opinion can be right. I was kidding. I don't actually think you want Miguel Andujar to fail. Although, I'm not 100% sure. Nobody is. Everyone thinks I hate. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, people it's... People thought I hated Ron Torres for the longest time. It's okay. I mean, Ron Tanis wasn't good, but that's another story. That was but, trying, that's what I was trying to tell people, but they wouldn't, <laughs> they wouldn't listen. All right, Max, I appreciate the time. This was fun. Uh, go check out Max's articles. I'll link them in the show notes, and uh, give him a follow on Twitter, at Max Wildstein. Um, thanks again for coming on, man. Of course. Appreciate it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.